This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. With you this week is Brian Altano. Casey Lynch is here. And Greg Miller. Scoop! Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, of course, Gamescoop is IGN's flagship podcast. Every week we run down the biggest video game news of the week, and we find plenty of opportunities to laugh along the way. Ha-ha! This week, the biggest news is that... (laughs) That was an opportunity to laugh. Some of us took it. I don't, I don't, are we, you're starting with news right away? I don't like jumping in. What, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Brian, tell me something non-gamer. What did you do last night? <laughs> uh, what did I do last night? I got drunk and I watched that movie, Hannah. Is that good? Sure. Yeah, it's I've decent. Heard, I've heard good things. Oh, it's decent. Yeah, it's this, not good. It's just like so a, not like so like a six point five. Yeah, it's meh on the IGN scale. It's meh got some no killings. Exists, and at the five, if it did exist, yeah. you know nothing. <laughs> it's about a girl that uh, has to. Kill other people. Is it like her dad that raised her awesome. for that or something? Yeah, she was raised in the woods, and she's like, "Oh no, now I got to go learn about clock radios and television and oh. murder people." Okay. Her dad's the Hulk, right? Yeah, it's kind of like that movie Walk Like a Man. Oh yes, it's exactly like that. With Howie Mandel. <laughs> I remember that. Remember when he found the ooze? He had the ooze in the Toy Story. Yeah, exactly. Ooze, I remember that. It's a fish out of water murder oh, comedy. What was Walk Like a Man? What was that? Movie? So he, he was raised he was by wolves. Yeah, he was right? raised by yeah. wolves. Oh my gosh! In the in the woods. Yeah. And oh. then someone found him, and then they're like, oh, man, you got to go to college now, or something like something that. Like that yeah. Or he had to get a job at the toy store or something. Yeah, he had, he had ooze. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Greg, are you, are you satiated I'm with not, randomness now? Let's get to this. Yeah, let's do this. Very so nice. the biggest news of the week is by far uh, Gears of War 3, right around the corner, releasing next Tuesday, September 20th, and our review is live, delivered to you by our own Casey Lynch. That's correct. First review. First one Ever for IGN. For IGN. Yeah. Let's Look at that. Crazy. It's been Madness. here about two months now? Yeah. How long it's been? 
Yeah. Just a, just two months on the 18th. And they gave you gears, right? <laughs> that's that's nice. They gave you they gears. <laughs> when you are they, it's pretty easy to give yourself whatever you want. But who is they, Brian? I think I, I am they. Yeah. Well, I remember when I reviewed uh, Games for GameSpy, the, the people would tell me, like, oh, you can't do Zelda Spirit Tracks. you got to, you know... Cut cut your fingers on some trash first. You cut know? your fingers. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, the saying there, get, get your hands dirty you on some glass. Cut F1. your fingers on some trash like No More Heroes? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Well, I'm oh. just saying that's the only game you reviewed, right? Well, that and Zelda Spirit Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. okay. But I never had to do Cooking Mama or anything. And neither did you. Mm. Uh, no, but I have done my fair share of shitty reviews. Uh, over my uh, my long days of freelancing, so yes. Do you know what like the worst game? Like, what's what's the worst review you ever gave? Do you, do you know the worst score that I ever gave? Yeah, or yeah, something that stands out as being particularly bad. <sighs> um, I used to I used to play all the sports games back in the day, and those would definitely come in. This is like um, in the late seventies, right? Yeah, no, this was like in the fifties. <laughs> yeah, no, just um, I'm trying. Oops. What score did you give that portable football game with the X's and O's? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, David, that was or before the motorized they, tabletop football game. It's before they invented uh, numbers, so I just mm. sort of etched marks into stone tablets. Okay. How many marks did that one get? Uh, two, I think. <laughs> okay, it got three ticks anyway. out of toes. Uh, <laughs> knapsack out of what? Oh yeah, yeah. I give it bananas on a knapsack. <laughs> I give it bananas on a coconuts, and there's knapsack. <laughs> anyway, Gears of War three nine point Nine point correct. Imagine. Yeah. So let me let me throw you some some softballs here. Is Gears of War three the best Gears of War? I, I think that, and I say this in my review. I think it's sort of the most realized together vision of the Gears universe. I guess. Um, I mean, there's. It's really hard to put it up against the first one because when the first one came out back in two thousand six, it introduced so many uh, new game changing elements. It was so innovative. It did you know cover stop and pop gameplay pretty much uh, better than anything that we'd ever played. Uh, we hadn't really played something quite like that before, and it. Had had so much polish, uh, and it was really like this huge game for the 360. It was sort of like the Halo for 360 when it came out. So comparing Gears of War 3 to um, the first one is a little tough because Gears of War 3 doesn't innovate like it did, but I think it's the most polished kind of, like I said, uh, best expression of Gears. Fun fact, Gears of War started as an Unreal game. It was going to be called Unreal Warfare. Oh my gosh. Mm. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. you're just full of fun facts. That's all we needed was more games with the word <laughs> warfare in them. Actually, when it was uh, originally being pitched, one of the uh, working titles was Worm. Because hmm. Cliffy B, the, the whole time he had wanted to create a game around an enemy that was subterranean. And, and the idea of these creatures sort of going through tunnels underground and everything, that was that was one of his really... Isn't tremors? Things, That's so. Tremors. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I'm just, is, I'm Tremors, just is Tremors the prequel to Gears of War? Was Tremors 3 the one where they could walk? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that, that might actually be the end of Tremors 2. Oh, wow. Wasn't it? The original yes. the original Tremors is awesome. Yeah, it is. Maybe it wasn't. Was it Alex P. Keaton's dad in that one, too? Tremors 3 so. was <laughs> Alex P. Keaton's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Michael and, Gross. And, He's the only one that made it. Yeah, well, they lost one every time. So, like, <laughs> Kevin Bacon and the Earl, whatever his name was, and uh, Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre in the <laughs> first one. The second one, they lost Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre. So, Michael Gross had to get divorced or whatever. That's what they said. And then the next one, they lost Earl, and it was just uh, Michael Keaton's or whatever. Alex <laughs> right. P. Keaton's dad. Yeah, he just ran a gift shop, right? He's like, where did like everyone that? go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why no one wants to live in this town full of subterranean creatures yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casey, the, strap, the strap line on, on your review is epics, epic, epic ends epically. Correct. You know, some some game writers on, on Twitter who maybe take themselves a little too seriously weren't, weren't happy with your strap line. Yeah, a lot of my Twitter, Twitter followers got angry about that. Uh, whatever. People just need to be able to take a joke. It's a fucking Gears of War game. I mean, it's 
it's a it's a really fun game. I mean, granted, the game uh, has some really somber elements to it, and the theme about it, you know, as far as overcoming loss and suffering, and ultimately sort of arriving at yeah, this. Yeah, that theme's really at the forefront of Gears of War. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you play the story, it, it shoot is. the things in the hole. Okay, fine, whatever. So, but that's the that's the whole point for all of the you know the depth that I think that they're going for in the storytelling. It's a Gears game, which is like you know ass slapping locker room humor, one liners that are pulled right out of like '80s movies, and so yeah. We had a little bit of fun with it. Not to mention, Damon, every uh, pretentious game writer has a problem with everything IGN posts, so fuck yeah. them. Not to mention, not to mention. <laughs> and they've all uh, applied to work here at some point. <laughs> and ultimately, I think they're just jealous because it was an awesome strap. I totally like it. And strap. ultimately, it also means that the rest of us can write anything we want. <laughs> <laughs> you call it a badass simulator. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I sure did. It, it mean it puts you in this position where you become a badass. I mean, you're this huge hulking character with giant guns with chainsaws, and you just tear stuff apart, and you blow holes and everything. You you pop heads like watermelons, and you're carrying at all times shotguns and pistols and grenades. I mean, yeah, you're a badass. Yeah. You get to run around with that giant sword. What is it? I forget what oh, they're the called. Oh, the cleaver? The cleaver, yeah. <laughs> I have a hockey stick I was dragging around the office like a cleaver after I played with that for a while. Yeah, you played a bunch of Gears I with did. Casey. Yeah, yeah, we did the four-player co-op. Me, uh, Peter Vankman, and uh, Colin Moriarty. Your, your thoughts? I enjoyed it. Like yeah. I, I like Gears. Gears has always been a fun game to play. And like me and Levi played through Gears of War two back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it was like by the end of that, rest I in was peace, so, Levi Buchanan. Rest in peace, Levi Buchanan. He's still alive. By the no, way. no, no, no. <laughs> not in my eyes. Anyways, it was you know it was fun to play. But in the end, he was totally dragging me along. You know what I mean? Like it was like, okay, yeah. is it over yet? How much? More? Oh god, there's some more of this crap. And I, like I think having us all in one room and having four people and being able to bounce off and laugh at it together and stuff was really helpful. I think it's still you know fun to play. It's still a beautiful game. I like. The characters way more this time around. Like uh, uh, Coltrane's whole bit, like was awesome. Like that was really, that was really, really fun and touching. And like that was a nice break from the Gears of War action. But like in the same way, like we didn't end up. Uh Casey beat the game, I think, twice, right? Or yep. Yeah. So, I mean, but our multiplayer session, we only got through the middle of Act 2, and I have no real desire to go back to it. Like, I'm not going to go back and beat it, but I played enough. So you and don't I, have a desire to actually finish the game. Correct, yeah. Hmm. I'm going to make him finish it, though. Are you now? Greg's a jerk. Oh, okay. Well, no, t- so to be fair, you're, just not, you're not a big shooter fan. No, I, well, no, third-person action games are my favorite. But I just don't care about these characters enough to where I want to go back and play by myself and see what happens. Like, it's, I'm not playing it for the experience of what's happening to Dom. I'm playing for the experience of playing with my friends. Okay. And so I, I, we're not going to get... I, don't, I mean, I'm, I, I guess people in the office are playing. I could try to get on their game, but... Mm. And then I have to try to get a copy of the game. <sighs> Seems like a lot of work. I'd have to drag my USB stick around with me. <sighs> is, <laughs> is it the definitive third-person shooter? Mm. I don't know. What do you it's think? It's a good right? question. Is, it, is there a better third-person shooter? I guess in terms of, of mechanics... Three. Yeah, if it isn't, then what is? Yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess probably not. I mean, like, you... I mean... I think I, yeah, so. it probably I, is right because yeah. I mean the mechanics are you know top notch and it's fun and the weapons are cool and I like all that stuff. I mean, if I was gonna, if you made me if you set out what third person shooter do you want to play, I'd want to play Uncharted, but that's because I like the story so much better. And I'm not for anybody freaking out right now listening. I'm not going to make the case that Uncharted's shooting is you know the circle that you're shooting someone right in the head with is uh, better than you know Gears of War's nice crosshairs and stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, I, I don't I, think of. I wouldn't describe Uncharted as a third person yeah, shooter. Exactly, exactly, it's an action no, game. It's, right? a, it's yeah, a climbing game. Yeah, yeah. more to it. It's like, a climbing game. I think that's what, what I play it for. What, what defines a, a shooter is like that's what you do in the game, right? Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah. sure. Then, the, yeah, yeah. the thing you do more than anything else. Absolutely. Right? I, I think it is. I mean, I, I think it's beautiful it, and it's fun and it's yeah. easy to get into. 
for the mechanics, I mean, it, there's very few games that do what Gears 3 does as as good and as realized and as polished. So I, I would say so. And I, I said this in the review, too, and I, I think from here on out, all third-person shooters are going to be compared to Gears 3. Really mm-hmm. cool world, really cool multiplayer. Like, I will totally get down with Horde mode. I will play Horde mode with people all the time. That was a lot of fun. Like, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, Horde's switched up this time, too, because there's this yeah, current system. Right, right, yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever they're calling it. But, um, I mean, essentially, it's the same thing, but during each round, based on how many kills you get and how you perform, you earn a certain amount of money, and then yeah. you spend that cash on upgrades. So it really it pulls it more into a tower defense. It's um, like, it's like zombie survival. Like you're, yeah. you're making barriers and you're keeping them up, and then you're buying turrets. And then if you're you know you're upgrading enough stuff, so then all of a sudden you level up and you can make better barriers and you can make better things. And you're communicating, giving somebody money because they got so much money in the last round. Now they can go do more stuff. Which is interesting we think about it because when Horde came out uh, originally in 2008, it sort of inspired this kind of wave based Horde based. Uh, you know, gameplay in these uh-huh. types of games, and um, now everybody's doing it. Now Gears is Switching taking cues as well. You yeah. know, adding to it uh, the ability to build up reinforcements and all this sort of yeah. stuff. So, so there you go. Yeah, I, I, it is the definitive third-person shooter because I, I want I want to still play the mechanics of Gears. I just mm. don't want to play the story. How influential has Gears cover system been in this generation of games? Huge. Everybody, know, right? Everybody's stolen from that. I remember the first time I saw Gears, I was working at the Tribune, and I was doing a story about this uh, guy who got hurt in Iraq and was using video games to uh, rehab his, himself and get his motor skills back. And I went to his house, and it was the first time I ever saw anybody play Gears, and he was playing a co-op with a friend there. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. Like, look, and like, Now everybody does. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Dark Void probably did it better than anybody. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, like Absolutely. you see everybody steal that slap to cover. You, you know, do see that. And I, I love that mechanic. Totally. But I think it's interesting that the most popular shooter, uh, Call of Duty, still doesn't have, still yeah. doesn't use that, that it's cover so system. It's hard to do it in a first-person shooter and make it work. I think they do it well in uh, Deus Ex. I really I yeah. haven't put it in yet. It's also, it's also hard to train people that that's what they're supposed to be doing in a shooter. Like, I remember the first few hours I played Gears, I was just mm. running around and getting my head yeah. shot. And yeah. I was like, oh, I have to hide behind this thing and then pop out and wait. And it's a little more meticulous than Call of Duty is just... You know, run out with a shotgun, start shooting people, See, and that's what that's always been my knock about first-person shooters, especially in this generation, is that that just loses it for me. The fact yeah. that I I'm, I need to go into cover, so then I just walk and I stare at a pillar and watch my health regen, and mm-hmm. then I come back around the pillar. And it's like no, <laughs> Rainbow Six Vegas also did it well. I think. Yeah, I was just gonna say that, and, and that that I think went a long way to sort of train players on okay this is sort of a mechanic that's useful but it's still in a first person perspective and but it's nice i think sometimes to break up the gameplay when you know if you don't like it i mean whatever but uh to be able to snap into that cover and for a second you know sort of get a lay of the land and you can turn the camera around and uh in gears i think greg's saying uh, he does like it he's talking about games that don't have a cover shooters yeah first person shooters when i'm just staring at a pillar waiting to reach out yeah yeah, that's lame yeah yeah. i like how i keep Acting like um, people people can see me. I'm, Greg's I'm moving, moving in away from the mic. I'm doing all this <laughs> when when Gears of War came out, I thought it was the best looking console game ever made. Yeah. Uh, where, how, where does Gears Three stand up to that? Because earlier in this year, a lot of people thought Crisis Two was probably the best looking console game ever. How did that... I would say it definitely outdoes the first one. Um, I, I think, you know, and Greg, you can chime in too, but the Beautiful. lighting effects have been really tweaked, so there's a lot of nuance uh, in some of the underground levels that are like some of the um, inside levels. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. when you're trying to cross the bridge, yeah. um, there's holes in the walls, and so there's just like uh, streams of light kind of poking the, in the There were plenty of t- t- times when we were walking around in four player and we were just stopping, like, look how good this looks. Like, this looks awesome. Like, well, they so added levels they added color awesome. this time. Yes, there's greens and there's yeah, yellows. Which is great. And, some yeah. reds and gears look great already. So, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, great looking. Yeah, I, I think the character models have been um, fine tuned. The the running animation looks a little bit better too. Um, mm-hmm. It just looks it looks right. So. I like the uh, the enemies that are glowing with the yellow, the goo. 
when I like how they look, and then when they explode, like there's a lot of yeah. color and less stuff going on. And one of the things that, that happened too, if you remember when the first one came out, is there was a lot of texture popping. Like so, when something would happen, it would sort of start out all muddled, and mm-hmm. then it would sort of catch up with it, mm-hmm. and everything would render, and then ooh, now it looks really good. There's not really as much of that, yeah, if, really. if any, uh, in Gears Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listener Anthony, we'll, we'll just call him Tony. Anthony Gaius. Tony writes in. He says, "IGN has scored both Gears Three and Resistance Three a nine out of ten. <coughs> I'm wondering which game uh, each of you prefer. You played. Uh, I played both. You played both. Um, I played both too. I, guess. Really, <laughs> I, 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 I default to you. I, I've actually done the exact same thing. They're, they're really different, though. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. what's interesting is both of them have a, a real. The single player campaign at least have a real sense of desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that the multiplayer for Gears Three is superior to Resistance. Resistance just feels uh, looser and more floaty to me, and it's more just kind of jumping around. I think the cover base system in Gears just makes it a little more strategic, and it feels a little tighter to me. I've already admitted my bias in this thing. I like third person way more than first person. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I would recommend Gears over Resistance, but that's just me personally. I I think Resistance, I really like the story and I really like Capelli, but again, then I'm in this first person mode of, all right, now there's something over there shooting me. I better crouch yep. down behind this freaking tree trunk and wait for this to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I like being able to slam. I mean, multiplayer, I agree with as well. Like, I think Resistance is fun multiplayer, but it's not doing anything you haven't seen before in a first person shooter multiplayer, whereas this has Horde mode and it has Beast mode and it has yep. Snap has to Cover and mode. has all this stuff. Yeah. Big head mode. I mean, resistance has never. <laughs> I mean, resistance has never been known for its multiplayer. I mean, it definitely when it first came out, it was like, oh my gosh, you can play with sixty players. Yeah, and yeah. The, you know, the, the guns have secondary fire, which is cool. And I mean, Insomniac's great at making weapons. Yeah, I mean, that's a fun game. Nobody's that. knocking yeah. that. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking for something different, I think Gears of War is, you know, tweaking what it's done before. Whereas and, Resistance is still just like, hey, it's Resistance. And the storytelling between the two um, is very different. Resistance is is super like, uh, it's it's deep and it's very serious. It mm-hmm. takes itself very, very seriously. Capelli's mm-hmm. a family man. He's you know fighting, obviously, for humanity, but he's also fighting for his First wife boy, and his son. Yeah. Um, and Marcus is, you know, he's trying to rescue his dad. And but Dom's just, pissed off about his tomatoes. And he's got a beard. And yeah, so, I mean, Gears, it's it's a little harder to take seriously. We're not trying to take anything away from the, the story that Epic's trying to tell, but um, pound for pound, I would say, uh, story-wise, Resistance is more compelling. Yeah. Um, fun-wise, I would probably go with Gears. Yeah, I, get, I agree. Gears of War 3 is out uh, next Tuesday, September 20th. It's the end of Gears for now. Epic is apparently working on five new games, none of which are a Gears of War game. Wow. Uh, it's five more bullet storms. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I will say this too. Yeah. Um, we won't give anything away with the ending, but um, it, it seems pretty clear once you finish the game that um, with this bit of storytelling between the three games, that they're done. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's well, now rare. I want to finish it. <laughs> That pretty much never happens with anything anymore. So that's now, nice. I, I'm playing. But through, wait, there might be more. Now, I, I will say this: I'm playing through on Insane, and I haven't finished it yet. So there may be an unlockable sequence Different that happens yeah. once you beat it on Insane. So we'll report that once we uh, once we beat it on Insane. That's why I love old school video games because they would just put a question mark at the end. Like the end? Four no, it wouldn't. Now. It would just say, "Thank you for playing." <laughs> Game over. Congratulations! Congratulations! Congratulations, Link! You saved Hyrule. A winner is you. <laughs> Hey, Altano. Hey. I heard uh, all my favorite game developers used to suck. They used to be terrible, man. Awful, awful games that these guys used to make. <laughs> they all make great games now, but they didn't. 
So, like, Naughty Dog, for instance, they make Uncharted. Uh-huh. Those are pretty good games. Yeah, people well, like those games. I'd like rather them. talk about Space Jam. So, anyways. <laughs> Who made Space Jam? It's an inside joke between me and Altano. Sorry. Oh, thanks for <laughs> Whatever. In your the joke. original draft, they had me proof. It's like, it, the way the article worked is they gave you a bad game, and then they were like, surprise, this game was made by these people. So, it was the, the one that was Naughty Dog, but you didn't know it was Naughty Dog. And then the next one, it was like... Uncharted 3, and then, but then the, the, the write-up was, hey, you know what, let's talk about Space Jam. <laughs> we had some old dummy text in the article before we sent it to Greg, and he's like, I don't think those guys made Space Jam. <laughs> this is a feature that you guys put up this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was really cool. I like this. Yeah, yeah, it was totally. a lot of fun. Very nice. Um, a lot of people got mad at us for it, so basically the premise was... Again, the internet gets mad about everything. They do. Um, it, it was internet. called Your Favorite Video Game Developers Used to Suck, because most of them did, and... A lot of these guys make great games now, but if you yeah. look back, there were they some didn't just weird... start out making great games yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, you start with like you do Rings of Power. You know, everybody you has hope to cut their teeth. Notices. Everybody has to cut their teeth somewhere, or I'm sorry, cut their fingers somewhere. Yeah, so Naughty Dog made this Sega Genesis game called Rings of Power uh-huh. in 1991. Yep, this is an isometric role-playing game, uh, which you, you point out in your write-up that totally ripped off Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's Rings Pretty of much. Power is what yeah. it's called anyway. Um, I, I never played this game, but I remember seeing it like the box when I would go to like the, the game rental store. And that's what, anybody play this one? No, I did uh, not. Uh, I fun, didn't even play it, but I, I could say that it sucked. And I, <laughs> <laughs> fun fact: the thirtieth level of Crash Bandicoot Three is called Rings of Power. Nice. Crash Bandicoot series is also developed by Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the really interesting things about Rings of Power is that it had, there was a nude code. It's got titties yes, in that this was, game. I remember, that's what I remember about this game that people talk about all the time. That's all anybody remembers about Rings of Power. From, yeah. like, before the title screen, the Naughty Dog logo, logo uh, when you boot up the game on, on your Genesis, this girl in a, like a bikini, I think, yeah. she like swings, she like scoots by the screen, and then there's a dog. with. He's obviously very naughty. He's yeah. naughty. Looking he's at this girl. And then there's this like digitized 16-bit bark. He's like... Arr! <laughs> I hear they're using that for Uncharted 3. <laughs> but if you here's here's the code. I'm sure many listeners out there have this game, and all this time they haven't realized they could have licked at 16-bit tits. <laughs> uh, so when you turn on your Genesis, if you hold down the A B C buttons and hold down right on the controller, then press start. As you turn on your Genesis, when that girl scoots by the screen, she'll be topless. You get to see some titties. Pretty Whoa. amazing on your Genesis. Nice. Best set of tits on Genesis, ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, and then Naughty Dog went on to make the Uncharted series. Yeah, no titties in those games. There are some years passed. <laughs> <laughs> they did a few things between here and there. But yeah, we, I mean, we talked about Epic. They did a uh, Cyber Girl pinball. See, now this game, that game looks awesome. Which Damon, I just purchased you a copy of that game. Did you really? So yes, it yeah. will be coming into the office on Tuesday. <laughs> you can play it on PC. It's yeah, available want... for four dollars on Amazon. Exactly. Is it yeah, it's this a is like a. <laughs> I don't think we have anything that can even run it. <laughs> I love that it's coming. We need to order I can't wait to see the, the box art. Yeah, this is like a, a video pinball game. Mm-hmm. Now, Cyborg Girl, do you, tell us, you, do you know who this is, Greg? I don't. She's a DC Comics character. Cyborg Girl? It's just one word Cyborg Girl. It's Cyborg, cyborg Girl. Yeah. Cyborg I'm not familiar girl with Cyborg girl. Cyber girl. Was she from an Elseworlds tale? Which, which Earth was she on in the multiverse? Well, let me tell you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> a Google search tells me that she is. Uh, a DC Comics character. But this is like a video pinball table. It reminded me of Alien Crush. Mm-hmm. You, you guys remember Alien Crush? Great Devil's game. Crush. Yep, that's, those are great video pinball games. I like what you how you describe uh, uh, the game in your write-up here. Uh, mixing the intense thrill of pretending you had your own pinball table with the intense thrill of pretending you had a younger version of the maid from the Jetsons as your girlfriend <laughs> was the perfect recipe for success. This is what I do, folks. Mm-hmm. This, that's it. Uh, yeah, so before, <laughs> before Epic made... 
uh, Gears of War, they made Cyborg Girl. Because that, that, that was the era, though, right? That was the 90s where everything was cyber. People put cyber oh, yeah. in everything. Like, we just had this huge fetish for these like, half-robot people. We thought it would happen. Still hasn't happened. <laughs> sort of happened. Maybe. I guess you can get like a robotic arm or something now, like if you get in a car accident. Remember Lawnmower Man? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sadly. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, those days are gone. Now we just have robots. Yeah, that's true. And I like how you bring up Dead Island, and it's developer Techland. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, hey, but they made, they used to make bad games. Yeah, like like two months ago with Call of Juarez. <laughs> I wanted to give them a pass. Well, they, they developed like an island adventure game back in the 90s. Indiana Jack. Indiana Jack. No one wants to remember this game. It's it's ridiculous. You're basically... Like, yeah, third-person platformer meant for kids, I think. Yeah. An island adventure game. Uh, starring a monkey yeah. running around this island. It has a Metascore of 53. That's <laughs> well, not bad. Released in 2003. Hmm. Before uh, Metascore really meant anything, so it gets a pass. Yeah, that's true. And that was Techland, and then they made... Uh, <laughs> oh, Call of Wars. And uh, Dead Island, which uh, you know, I, I was really trying to enjoy. You were I, enjoying it. I was enjoying okay. it. And then, but then the game was like, you're done. You're done having fun here. <laughs> yeah. This is over. You want to talk about it? Yeah, Game Breaking Bug. It, yeah. it spawned me in a house... There's only one door to the house. I, when I open the door to leave, I cannot pass through because there's an invisible barrier there. The door, the game still thinks there's a door there. Yeah. So literally, I, I cannot do anything in the game. I cannot progress in the game. I cannot leave that house. And now, you haven't tried doing the new game thing we were talking about because it lets you start from chapters, and I think you keep quests. See, I don't know. I was asking Stephanie about it. She says no. That, yeah. Okay. Now, so I I actually, I, I like the conclusion that you draw, that you actually found a way to beat the game. Yeah, I'm you're safe. safe. Yeah. The zombies can't get me. <laughs> Alternate ending. <laughs> That's great, because the zombies just hit the door, and he, it's just very metaphorical. It's deep. Mm-hmm. He'll never get in. You'll never get out. Metaphorical? Yeah. Okay. That's that's some 90s hip-hop <laughs> slang right there. Lyrically lyrical. Metaphorically. That's, I want that to be your rapper name. Metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. With a K. <laughs> <laughs> or three. Also a very 90s thing. Corn. I'm thinking of like corn. Oh, right. <clears throat> that's not how you spell corn. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody remembers this a mech simulator from 1996 called Shattered Steel. How can we forget? Hot trash. It's one of those cockpit view games where you wander people, around. People actually like that game. So I had never heard of it. People love mechs. People, yeah. if you if you love mechs, you've just learned to accept terrible games and <laughs> think they're really. Good. Yeah, you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, this game's great. Armored core, whatever. I'm yeah, it's amazing. Costume. What are you talking about? Yeah, you just walk around in, like empty, barren wastelands and shoot at scorpions. There's, yeah, there's nothing. It's an empty world. That was actually Bioware's first game. <laughs> Lol. Of course, Bioware makes uh, Mass Effect Three older. Uh, Older Star public, Wars just the older public. Yeah, nice the older public. That's yeah. nice so they've come game. a long way. Yeah, which is nice. And then we were talking about Resistance Three earlier. That's yeah. uh, uh, Insomniac. Word makes that game. Their first game, Disruptor, on the PlayStation One. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, also a first-person shooter. Actually, has a lot of thematic elements in common with. It does. Uh, Resistance, right? It has uh, political parties fighting off aliens in a yellow and brown world. <laughs> <laughs> it has <laughs> telekinetic powers in some form, which I had to talk to. Uh, Colin Moriarty, and he told me that... Altana comes over, he's like, hey, does Resistance have telekinetic powers? And me and Colin are like, no. And then Colin's like, well, kind of, like, some of them do and this like, and yes. that. Okay, well, Run back to my desk. <laughs> yeah, he was still in the middle of explaining it. He just ran away. He's like, actually, well, there's another guy. I don't need any more from you. Got it. Thank you. They're, they're still doing basically the same thing on the PlayStation same, 3. Yeah, I mean, they'll be, they'll be doing... These I don't want to spoil the ending of Resistance 3, but it ties into the end of Disruptor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And this one, I don't know how fair this one is. This one, the last one is, you, you bring up Dogs 2008. Dogs. <laughs> and you say, oh, these guys made Assassin's Creed Revelation. Assassin's Creed. Is it really the same team? Because this is Ubisoft. It is the same guys. They use the dog jumping mechanics from Dogs 2008. <laughs> to, get, to get all the uh, parkour stuff from. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. How, how, how have you verified that this is the same team making Assassin's Creed Revelations? Google. Really? Yeah. All right, I'm going to I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. All right, good. I would I would assume you would, <laughs> as a friend and, and confidant. <laughs> I am your confidant. Yes, you, <laughs> you uh, divulge all of your messy secrets to me. I do. I do. Gross. <laughs> Check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hi, guys. Hello. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Jason Wolf did. And that earned Wolf. that earned Jason Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> Wolf. Remember that from Team Wolf? When he's in class and he's thinking about Wolf? That's that was Team Wolf. Not the MTV show. The movie with Michael yeah, J. Movie. Fox. Is that, Not is, Team it, Wolf 2 either, one of the worst movies ever made. But had Jason Bateman in it. Yeah, Jason Bateman was in. Team he's Wolf a boxer too. now. Yeah, he's no. Team well, it's the same coach. It's not. It's same not. Yeah. But it's the same coach. The dad, the dad who's now the uncle, drops him off. Just coaches wolves forever. And... I don't care what they have to do. <laughs> Whatever. Whether they're playing basketball or boxing, <laughs> I was born to coach wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Is the MTV show still on? Yeah, it's still playing. Has, yeah. has anybody watched it? No. no. Did they car surf? No, it's it's Twilight. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's more of like a series. It's not like a, a, a teen comedy thing. When, when Colin and I are watching Jersey Shore, yeah. on DVR, we'll stop for the Teen Wolf commercials, and at least once an episode <laughs> of Jersey Shore, Colin will go, "What is this show?" <laughs> <laughs> He's watching these Teen Wolf ads. How can it be Twilight with wolves? Though, like wolves are disgusting. I, I, you go watch a preview for aren't it, there, or a, a promo for Teen Wolf. There are wolves in Twilight. There's wolves in Twilight. Yeah, yeah aren't there? Yeah, but not like Teen Wolf wolves. Like yes. those things are disgusting. <laughs> Like team, I, team Wolf is just like the hairiest. He's, well, you understand. He doesn't turn again. into a wolf. Like he turns into a man. No, but dog that, thing. that hot, but the hot blonde in Teen Wolf was totally yeah. down with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but no, it's just so it, fucking hairy. But again, and disgusting. You're, you're, he wakes up with like a chicken in his mouth. It's gross. That didn't happen. He looks like the caveman from Geico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, me, I once had a long debate with a friend over this. Is, is, we all remember Teen Wolf. Uh, you know, at one point, Mick tells Scott that he shot Scott's mom and killed her while she was stealing a chicken from the backyard. I took this as this really happened because <laughs> we don't know where Scott's mom is. Yeah, that in was like that, right. when I was a kid. That seemed like a really dark moment. Yeah, in the, in yeah. The, in the movie. Yeah, and he means. throws the bowling Jesus. ball like a saw man. But I, I assume that really happened. But then I posted it did not happen. So, yeah, that's, so really, I, I would love know. to know uh, some fanfic on what happened to Scott's mom, or if I'm right. Because what did he really, shoot his mom with silver bo- silver bullets from a shotgun? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we, I don't know if it's every werewolf myth is in. Like, they never really went into that in Team Wolf. If that was actually the case, I thought it was just like the, when you turn into a wolf, then you want chickens. But if you're like a man wolf, you can just go. You can still go get lunch somewhere. Yeah, you just get yeah. You just look hairy. KFC. No, I think yeah, it's a, you go yeah. to McDonald's or something. You're good. Give me. A bucket. <laughs> you don't wake up naked in a KFC with like a, a chicken hanging out of your mouth. When I was when I was a kid, so there's a scene that they have the house party scene. Yeah. And he gets locked in the closet with the girl that yeah, he likes. Oof. Oh my god. When I was a kid, that scene just drove me nuts. I'm so many fantasies about being locked in a closet right. with, with, with a girl. Wolf. With a girl. Just oh. <laughs> Remember when Chubby eats the gel out of that girl's shirt? Yeah. You're the ball. <laughs> 
Remember the guy who shows his cock at the end of the movie in the credits? <laughs> Did you know about that? I've heard about that. Yeah. They're like, yay, we won the yeah. basketball and game. Guys Here's my cock. <laughs> God, how many times have you seen this movie? Oh, I've seen it. I have it on DVD. Man. You're welcome to come over and watch anytime you want. I guess I need to. I, I need to get a Blu-ray. It's on a Blu-ray now. Yeah. Uh, yes, that, that is definitely the way Team Wolf is meant to be watched. So we should do a, a game script commentary. Yes, DVD night of Team Wolf. Funny how anyway, <laughs> glad this guy's this guy's last name just yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, the last ten minutes. Jason Wolf. Wolf. Anyway, Jason is our. Oh, that's right. That's why we're talking about. Team. <laughs> Jason is our email of the week, and uh, that won him uh, a code for the Mortal Kombat Arcade Collection Mortal on Xbox 360. And a chicken. Listeners, you too could win our email of the week just by emailing us at gamescoop at IGN.com. Uh, Jason says, hey, Scoop Crew, I tend to play a lot of games that can be stressful at times, whether it is from chasing that next kill to get my chopper gunner in Black Ops or trying to stop that last wave of creeps in geodefense. I wanted to see if you guys could suggest some stress-free games for those occasions when I'm looking for more simple entertainment before bed. Peggle. Animal right. Crossing. Flower. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's good. It's important if you play a game that really gets you going, like especially like multiplayer. Like, I don't know how many times you guys do this, but sometimes you play multiplayer for a little bit and you're just like, and you're just, <laughs> you know, whatever's happening. Um, you need a come down game. Mm-hmm. Flower. Awesome come down mm-hmm. game. Geometry Wars too, like mm-hmm. uh, just fun. Geometry Wars. Oh, that would no. no that would, I would be like, no, I get no, no, really, I get into like an evil trance when I play oh, Geometry Wars. Dude, I, I love Geometry Wars. Just hypnotize, just play and shoot things. Oh, so fun. luminous. I like a good luminous game. See again, yeah. I think that's a little intensity. I think when I think relaxing, I think turn based. So I think Puzzle Quest. Peggle, like you said. Peggle makes you so frustrated when the game fucks you over. Not me. I don't. Okay. I, I can just. I that's that's like totally chill out, relaxed game okay. for me. Uh, and like like this guy, any sort of like turn based strategy game where you can just you t- you have all the time in the world to make your make up your mind to make a decision. You know? You're not like being rushed about anything. Mm-hmm. Those are the games when I play. Zork. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is from Bug. Bug, nice name. A bug's. Did you guys ever see that. a bug's live? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that for ten minutes. Bugs. Bug. Bug. <laughs> is is bug is a bug's life good? Yes, it's decent. I don't remember. All of those ran together for me. Bugs, ants, ants, whatever. Yeah. The other one. There was another one too. Centipedes. I don't remember now. Bugs Life is a, a Pixar movie, right? Yeah. But yeah. I don't remember if it's good. It's Pixar, so yeah. Uh, it's decent. Uh, I mean, it's not at the top of mm-hmm. the uh, Pixar best of list, but I mean, it's not bad. It, it exists. It's, it's, anyway, right? Bug, Bug says, all of you are writers. If you were to write a book, what type would it be? And what would it be about? And what would you call it? It would be an autobiography. Uh-huh. I was a blue-haired antler. It would just be stories from college. <laughs> I would probably write a collection of erotic short stories. Oh. It would be called Look at Me, I'm a Star. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> you got a book? I would write a sci-fi thriller about a space marine that gets attacked by uh, an alien species called the Covenant. The book is called The Covenant? I think it, maybe. Or maybe I would call it... Circle? Oval? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Ring in space? Yeah. Space ring? I would write a Twitter novel called Jax. Jax. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I had an idea for a book title called Thank God for Porn Stars, mm. just because I think that would anger a lot of people at once. And really? then not. I don't know, because did God give us porn stars? Yes. Who knows? <laughs> Read to find out. <laughs> that's, that's a subhead. <laughs> that's a pretty deep book there. Uh, this is from Zach Rump. I like that name. Rump? Yeah. 
I like big butts and I, okay. We're not gonna do this with everybody. Last night I decided to I decided to start up Super Stardust HD to kill some time after not having played in months, and I quadrupled my high score. Have any of you taken an extended break from a game and come back to find that you now kick untold amounts of ass at it? Of course, this is a very this is a common yeah, very common video game phenomenon. Uh, if you're having trouble with the game, just set it down, come back to it, and you'll find often that uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're amazing at it all of a sudden. Yep. So shut up. Okay. Exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> this is from our good friend, Baird Ristad. Baird Bor Rasta. Oh, crap. I didn't put this on my phone. Oh, you didn't. Nope. Damn it. Sorry. All right. Well, we can still, I'll still play it. Okay. Last week we were talking about, we, we had apparently come up with this song on GameScoop eons ago about called the the Bor Ristad power note song and uh 106 if he I sent it in yeah the uh, the subject of the song actually sent it in so I'll 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 cut it in right right now. here all right so this is a uh this is a uh, uh a listener i think we've we've tried to pronounce his name before well, he, he yeah, provides I, some help but i'm just this is this is interesting so this is his name yeah how would you think that's pronounced Raystead. No, that's his first name there. Bard Raystead. <laughs> B- Bard Raystead. Bard Raystead. <laughs> so it's pronounced Bor, apparently. Bor? Bor Resta. Oh, I don't know where he's getting Bor that. Resta. Yeah. Where is he from? Norway? Norwegian, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, oh. Wow. Very cool. I had a Norwegian uh, guy who lived next door to me once. What was his name? Bard his name was His name was Alex, oddly enough. <laughs> it's Alexander. Hmm. He drank, drank a lot of aquavit. Really? Yeah. Okay. So strong. Is, is that fast? You know what I'm talking about. Barresta! <laughs> is, is that fast water? Aquavit? Fast water, yes. Okay. Uh, Boris says, I'm currently... Barresta! <laughs> He's going to regret ever writing into this. Uh, says, I'm currently working at a game store, and I'm burning some CDs filled with game music to play in the store. So far, I've played the soundtracks from Metal Gear Solid, Legend of Zelda, Mario Kart 64, SimCity 3000, Metroid Prime, and Mass Effect. The customers have reacted positively to it. So I'm wondering if you have any, some suggestions to what I can play. I have only three criteria. It must be iconic enough to be recognized by people. It must not be creepy or hard enough to scare non-gamers away. And it must not drive me crazy after listening to it for six hours. <laughs> We're in the original track we're going to do right now. The Bad Raystad! <laughs> Damn it, give me a beat. about the power note? The power note song. <laughs> Bad Raystad! Bad notes, bad notes, bad notes! Bad Raystad! I'm not creepy! Bad Raystad! I think non gamers could really get into that. <laughs> yeah. And it won't drive you crazy. No, six hours of that. <laughs> that for six hours on repeat. <laughs> the second verse, it'll get different. It'll be better. It'll go up an octave. Race that. <laughs> race that board. I like how you're actually racing when you're <laughs> doing the running motion. Uh, music gets in me, Charles. I can't stop. <laughs> Bore. Bard, Rickstead, you're welcome. What a good song! Remember that Geddes was on that episode. I know. Remember, remember Ryan Geddes? No. This is from John. <laughs> uh, he says, "Game Scoop got me a girlfriend." Yay! Wow. Yeah. I went to the IGN GameWorks party at PAX in hopes of getting <coughs> totally panda with some of my favorite IGN editors. And at some point in the night, I was approached by a cute girl dressed as Kid from Chrono Cross. 
She used one of the oldest pickup lines in the book. I think I know you from somewhere. But it turns out she totally did. <laughs> we discovered that she knows a lot of my good friends, and she frequents the coffee house where I work because her office is only a few blocks away. Strangely enough, we were even at the same birthday party a few months back. We just never connected. We exchanged info and ended up spending all of Sunday together at PAX. We really hit it off and have seen each other every day since then. I've never had so much in common with a girl I've been dating before. I can talk about crazy stuff like how stupid the Wii U is, and she's right there with me. And if it hadn't been for the IGN GameWorks party, things may have never fallen into place. To finally meet up with this awesome girl. So thanks to you all, and Scoop! Nice. I'm trying to see if I have a photo of kid from Chronicle Cross. Oh Just God. on your phone? Well, no, because I, t- I, t- I took a bunch of photos with people from the meet and greet. I think he made this up. Mm. Yeah, it's a lie. This is Matthew. Uh, on the used game market topic. Oh, right, because we put up that article. Could big developers combat the used game market by signing agreements with companies like GameStop? A big game like Call of Duty or Battlefield, for example, GameStop couldn't sell these titles unless they did not sell used copies for a few months after release. Obviously, GameStop would make the agreement as they would lose millions of sales elsewhere. No, that's <laughs> just not random how it works. <laughs> they will not. They would never works. do that. That's yeah. where they make the, the bulk of their money. And GameStop is the number one video game retailer, so you, I don't. I think they hold the power. Yeah, yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to bend for anybody. Exactly. That's ridiculous. It's yeah. an interesting proposition, though. I mean, what what would happen? Actually, say for instance, if uh, publishers got together, say like the big five. <coughs> And went to uh, GameStop or whoever it was and said, hey, we, we're not going to give you first release uh, unless you agree to these terms. That, I mean, it, would, it would be interesting to Nintendo, see what happened. Nintendo tried it in the 80s. They tried <laughs> telling uh, like Blockbuster and stuff like that that they couldn't rent games, they couldn't sell used games, and it, it just didn't work. I a, mean, mo- a more realistic way that you could see that kind of something like that happening would be, yeah, uh, whatever, Modern Warfare, whoever, coming to GameStop and saying, we're going to give you six months of exclusively selling this game, but you can't buy it. You can't buy used. Maybe then they would if yeah, there that, wasn't I, a Walmart I, I or an Amazon. The or only, yeah. That's the only way to do it. Then all then, the other retailers would like would blacklist Activision. True. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. Yeah, and it would be stupid on Activision's part too because they'd be like, why, why aren't we selling this game on Amazon or Walmart or anywhere? I mean that game sells everywhere. So what's the point? I mean the real question here is it, this isn't something that really. I mean I know it affects the bigger publishers, but it affects ultimately the smaller developers. Yeah. So and they, these aren't the people that have any power to go in and try and leverage these retailers. So they're lucky just to get the stuff on the shelves, honestly. One day in the not-too-distant future, it won't be an issue because all of our games will be downloaded. This is true. This is Steve Carley. He says, hey, guys, as usual, I love the podcast. Damon, I initially wanted to troll you and name this email. I slept with Kim Kardashian, but I figured it would hurt too much. You know, I think I'm over Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. She's married, after all. Yeah, that's true. I'm not a homewrecker. <laughs> anyway, I was on the internet today and discovered that the Crystal Head vodka you find gents yeah. drink regularly was actually created by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. yeah. Have you not watched that? That shocked me. Just thought you would want to know. You're oh, an thanks. Idiot. Shut up. Man. That's old news. <laughs> old. Greg. Slow news day reader of IGN. <laughs> Greg, who gave you your first bottle of Crystal Head vodka? Dan Aykroyd. Yes. <laughs> there we go. As also, for... go watch go watch the nine minute infomercial he does about how it goes through spirit crystals. It's awesome. <laughs> As for a question, what are your opinions? <coughs> wow. What Kids are your opinions? Sick. I'm sorry. Gears of War flu. No what, are, what are your opinions? <laughs> On the Tom Clancy games. Do you like or dislike a certain series? Personally, I love both Ghost Recon and both Rainbow Six Vegas games. I like some Splinter Cell. Oh, I like Splinter yeah, Cell, yeah. and I, I just I love the holy hell out of Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah, correct. One and two. I got, I got on very late with you on that. There's one are, of my there very... metric fuck ton of Tom Clancy games, though. That's like hard to... Well, yeah. 
I, I liked I liked Gratu. I liked Gratu one. Yeah, yeah. Gratu wasn't as good as the first one. No, not as good, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, I'm Gra- curious to see the next one. I mean, it's been delayed so much that sometimes you forget. Oh wow, it's coming. So, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Splinter Cells as well as Rainbow Six. God, Rainbow Six Vegas is so fun. Uh, if, if any of you listeners like just joining the current generation of gaming, getting yourself a 360 or a PS3, do yourselves a favor and get Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2. Those yep. games are amazing. Yep. Uh, this is Baxter Chambers. That's a good name. I know. He sounds like a Tiny Toons character. Oh, actually, the, his question actually uh, <laughs> has a lot to do with what I was just saying. I had a question about buying a new console. I have a Wii, PS2, Super Nintendo, and NES. I've been thinking about buying an Xbox 360, but I don't know if it would be wise to buy into this generation so late. What do you all think? Should I buy a 360 or just wait until next gen? No, buy one. Oh, buy yeah, there's so many great games out. Do you realize yeah. now? It's hard. This is hard for me to believe. The Xbox 360 is almost six years old. Yeah. Correct. There's yeah. six years of amazing games yeah, for yeah. you and to jump into. They're dirt fucking cheap now. Too. They're, they're dirt cheap, and the 360 is going to be around for several more years. Yeah. Dude. And the console's cheap. Do, all, the, all the stuff is cheap. Do not hesitate. Now it's going to be an amazing time to buy a 360 and get yourself Rainbow Six Vegas one and two. <laughs> They if he's, if he's uh, still playing like Super Nintendo games and PS2 games, and yes, uh, you know how to make your I like consoles being last. Cutting a long time. Is it really <laughs> worth picking up a 360? <clears throat> this is Daniel Montez. No, I'm not sold on that. Yeah, yet. really. Boring. I want to poke your brains about how you feel when you play a game on harder difficulties. <sighs> this is like uh, Casey playing on what is it, insane on. on yeah, Insane's the hardest on, on Gears, Gears. Yep. I realize that when I start a game for the first time on its hardest difficulty, I tend to get frustrated and end up in some cases playing the game in a trial and error style. This is annoying. <laughs> this is annoying since the trailers I watched leading up to the game showed some nice, fun, fluid-looking gameplay. I'm just curious if you sometimes look back during gameplay and wonder, why am I dying or this is stupid, and lower the difficulty to reenact that beautiful, fun-looking trailer. So first of all, when I, when I play a video game, I don't try to reenact the trailer that no, I saw. No, never. But he wants that, you know, I understand that he wants that experience he sees where you're doing cool stuff and killing people in a cool way and this is exploding that's and not just you're walking in a room and getting shot there. <laughs> well, and I also don't start playing on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. And, and, and every time I do it, it's usually because I'm like, well, I want to make sure I get this trophy or I want to unlock this later on down the line. And it's like, I, re- I always regret it. Mm-hmm. I, there's always a point when I'm like, what the fuck was I think? Like, I, for some reason, I played Uncharted 2 that way the first time through and I was like, that's a mistake. I should have just played this game three times because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to platinum it. I think but I, that first I, time through wasn't as much fun as I played the first review. 45 minutes of Uncharted 2 on the hardest difficulty yeah. or whatever one was preset from, from the start and I was like what did I do this for and then exactly. just restarted it yeah. but usually I get like halfway through a game before I realize I'm on the wrong difficulty like either I'm flying through it or I'm getting my ass kicked and I'm like now I gotta play all this all, all over again. Yeah. yeah but as, as far as like getting the most out of the game um, <coughs> it's hard to do that with games that are more technical uh, if you play on the hardest difficulty I mean like even you know games where you're stringing together combos and stuff like that to learn how to do all of that on the fly and then go up against uh, you know harder enemies when you have less hit points that, that yeah. can be super challenging yeah, yeah. And it's not as fun, so you know you just gotta kind of feel it out. And that, yeah, and don't I don't think there's any shame in turning on difficulty. Like I said, like no. I'm not a first person shooter fan. I, I wanted to beat Resistance, and I was playing Resistance on normal, and I finally got to this point where it's just I, one of those dumb rooms of like wave after wave, and I'm like, I'm fuck this, I'm putting on easy. I just want to yeah. get through this yeah, game. That's we've said this before. There's no shame for even playing on easy. You know, they're they're games. They're supposed to be fun. Yeah. Whatever difficulty level is the most fun for you. Yeah. Yeah, go I, I don't understand people who are like, "Oh man, you're a pussy. You didn't play it on insane." Those are just insecure, you know. Little, yeah, exactly. Little internet yeah. nerds. <laughs> Typically, when you play it on the harder difficulties nowadays in this generation, it's really more about collecting stuff, totally. getting uh, you, you want know, this new or you yeah. want an achievement. Same thing like with playing, you know, any of the Call of Duty games or Halo on Legendary. I mean, there's definitely a fun challenge to it, but it's so different now. Now it's like, oh, I gotta get the platinum, or I gotta exactly. get you know a thousand. Uh, yeah, exactly. So. Whatever. This is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. I'm a 27-year-old gamer. 
Some of my fondest gaming memories are having a large group of people over and playing games like GoldenEye, Rival Schools, and the original Halo. Ryan, you had me at Rival Schools. Uh-huh. Man, that game was amazing. Now when I play multiplayer, I have to mute everyone so I don't have to listen to some 12-year-old say absolutely awful things about me and my family after he blindly chucked a grenade into the void, killing me from two football fields away. I ask you, Scoop Crew, what happened to the fun of multiplayer, and is there anything the industry can do to get it back? No, there's something you can do. Only play with your friends. Yeah. Only play with people why you are know. You playing with, party. You're a 27-year-old dude. Why are you playing with 12-year-old kids on the, like you don't even know? Yeah. yeah, did you let kids off the street to play GoldenEye with you back in the day? Hey, I know. Hey, you kids, get over here. <laughs> Call me racist things. Now, maybe he would say, well, my friends don't play games. Then what does he do? I think I mean come to IGN and join my IGN and meet yeah. plenty of new friends that love playing games. We have a thriving community of people who get on and play that. I see Fozzie all the time recruiting people to go play Left 4 Dead or whatever he wants to go play online. Now, so uh, counterpoint to the last email. This this, this one's from Brandon from Spokane, Washington. He says, I recently moved back to my hometown, currently have no internet, which means no Xbox Live. My current online gaming withdrawals have made me realize that, for me, a well-rounded gaming experience depends heavily upon solid multiplayer modes. I thrive on the thrill I receive from killing other gamers and shooters or slaughtering the undead with my friends on the other side of the country. Although I realize we all grew up with almost nothing but single-player games... I feel like gaming has evolved to the point where a half-decent multiplayer mode is almost required, with few exceptions. The questions I have for you guys are, how big of a role do multiplayer modes have in your gaming experiences? If it were not possible in our day and age to play with friends online, would you still be as passionate about gaming as a whole, including pursuing a career in the field and all? Yes. Yes. For me, I'm not much of a multiplayer gamer at all. I I play almost exclusively single player. Right now I'm playing Deus Ex, like loving the hell out of Deus Ex. Like that to me is what I love about video games. Just playing, you know, being at home by myself, you know, totally involved in in a good story, totally involved in exploring a world. The exact same way. Give me a good story, you know, not a a campaign or whatever people call it now. Just a really good story, (laughs) single player mode. Uh, A lot of times it feels like multiplayer for single player centric games is something that's thrown in at the end that feels like it detracts from the development that could have gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bioshock 2. I mean, it absolutely is. And, you know, there's a lot of these games that really don't need that as evidenced by, you know, try and go play Dead Space 2 online right now and you're, you're going to find like two people on there or something. Yeah. People are trying to make, this, this goes back to the used argument, right? Give them something to continue to do with your game so they don't sell it back and you can still yeah. like, continue to make a success. Yeah, I mean, it detracts from the development time and it detracts from the story. Like, they did Metroid Prime, which is amazing. Fantastic single player game. And then they did Metroid Prime 2, which they threw a multiplayer into mm-hmm. that no one remembers because it was four different colored Samuses running around <laughs> a backyard shooting each other. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, why? Why not just make another level for the single-player game? Why even focus development time on that? And online's fun, but, I mean, it's certainly not something from this generation. I mean, we've been playing games online for years and years and years. It's just a different type of, of gaming. And if if that's your thing, well, there's plenty of people who only play online games, whether it's, like, World of Warcraft oh, yeah. or Counter-Strike or... Oh, Modern Warfare. How many people put, come in, put that in, and never touch the campaign? Absolutely. Yeah. Tons. Yeah, that's his PS here says, Imagine playing a modern Call of Duty game solely for its campaign. Lols. But the funny part is that is, I'm only going to play the campaign for Modern <laughs> Three. I'll probably never play the multiplayer, but I'll play the campaign. Me too, and I know they're developing it like, no one's going to play this, lols. And I'm like, no, I will. Sorry. <laughs> you don't don't make it shitty and rush me through. Or what three hours. It doesn't, they put one of your articles on like a computer screen in there. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for every game to have multiplayer because you can't play all those games. Like, everyone's playing Call of Duty. No, they, they don't have time to play every other multiplayer game, right? So yeah. all this stuff, nobody plays. It, uh-huh. it gets 
put into the game, it gets released, and nobody plays it. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to think that with the next console cycle, you'll see maybe a snapback of that. That you know, like there's a few exceptions that make a community, like you know, like PlayStation, right? Like Uncharted has a huge community, but like Resistance, like has a very tiny one. Maybe uh-huh. you know, you see from there now they let you know these Starship franchises, uh, Modern Warfare, Uncharted, stuff like that, have these multiplayer modes, and then other people like the next uh, Bioshock Infinite. Have they talked about that? Is that gonna have multiplayer? Like, it probably I, will. <sighs> Also, drop the move, by the way. Drop the move. Don't, nobody wants the move. Mm. <laughs> uh, just a few more emails here. Uh, this is from Dean Blake. He says... Uh, or he's, Is he like the dean of a, like Blake College? <laughs> he says... <laughs> we, we can call him Deanie Pants. I'm not going to do that. He's, he's from Australia. <clears throat> I'll call him Blakey Poo. He says, while being out on the piss... That's how you know he's Australian. Okay. He's out mean? on the piss. I assume uh, drinking, I being drunk. Out of town. Yeah, getting, I think he, what he means to say Get is panda. That, getting panda. Okay. Okay. Is that the same as taking the piss? I'm writing Because isn't that taking the fun That's out of a different things? thing. We'll have to ask Colin. Yeah, we will. I am writing that down and trying to use it today. It says, taking while being out on the or piss. On the piss. No, I'm not out on the piss, guys. <laughs> we <laughs> don't <laughs> even know what it means. <laughs> yeah. Some guy went to the urinals and put his drink on the floor oh, behind so him. Now it sounds like he's I actually he just to find it. Yeah, he was actually right. going to the bathroom. Well, we'll figure it out. We're figuring right, out. So, yeah. we so the guy goes the brings his drink to the bathroom and puts it on the floor. Put it on the floor behind him. That's really gross. The scoop listeners should know this is not acceptable. That is way unacceptable. Of course, people know. I do not advocate ever taking a drink in the bathroom. Yeah. Greg will do it, but you're you're saying saying it down the floor is too far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh god. Yeah. The floor is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's splashback territory. Yeah. That's piss right. mist. Just yeah. Covered with piss. Piss and mist. Shit. And right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, true story. I went into the IGN restroom yesterday, and uh, uh, an employee that we all know in here was in there with his laptop. Sort of like on the sink counter doing some really? work in there. Yeah, interesting. Well, you I take maybe... a break, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pause it for a second. That's the break zone. This is Chris Hamby. He says, uh, "I have recently gotten married, and ever since we dated, we traveled to Knoxville about once a month to visit her family. On the three-hour drive from Lexington, Kentucky, I listened to podcasts. She was awake for one of the podcasts discussing the drink in a bathroom. I asked her what she thinks. Mandy said this: If you have a drink." That is half full. You need to man up and down it before going to the bathroom. If it's over half full, you need to learn bladder management before getting another drink. Hmm. She's right. Seems pretty simple to me too. She's Sounds not. Like you married a total bitch. Congratulations. Wait, so her name's Mandy, uh-huh. and his last name is Handy. 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 Mandy Handy. Mandy. Oh, oh, it was close. so close. It could have been Handy. <laughs> I hope I hope she's awake during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mandy. We're just kidding. You're not a bitch. But your uh, name is funny. She's right though, Mandy Handy. It's a strange name, but I sage advice. Last email from Chuck in uh, Indiana, Pittsburgh. Fuck yeah, Chuck. Indiana, Pennsylvania. Sorry. Indiana, Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Damon and friends? You said that you like hearing about how people listen to the podcast. My dad and I own a small Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania. I like to save up several episodes of the podcast, uh, and I listen to them while I work on the farm. That way I get to spend a full day with you guys while I'm planting or trimming trees. It makes the time go much faster. Thanks for all the laughs and information. I love thinking of this guy working on a Christmas tree farm, listening uh-huh. to GameScoop. How do you make money on a Christmas tree farm, not Christmas time? You have to grow the trees all year, though. But I know. But you I'm probably make all saying, of your money during wow, Christmas. That, that seems crazy. I wonder if they have other stuff that they grow that they sell throughout the Pumpkins. year. It's, you know, it's, real it's Christmas trees are, are cheap, Greg. They're like $75. Yeah. It still seems like that. Oh, no. Dude, yeah. they're even more expensive than probably that now. Right? Oh, God, yeah. Especially like if you want something that's not just a little tiny sort of typical. Like they have a Charlie Brown tree. trees, like Douglas firs and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's super pricey. It's an easy business to maintain, too. You just need 
what? Land. Dirt and water. <laughs> that, those, those things are free. Oh, and you can get those anywhere. Altano, obviously you also need GameScoop while you're doing you it. You do. Yeah. So headphones, Chuck, dirt, and water. Chuck says, on a side note, there has been a bear wrecking havoc in the fields oh, recently, so your okay. voice is maybe the last thing I hear. Jeez. <laughs> I just hope it isn't when Greg is talking about the PSP. That would be a terrible way to go. <laughs> Okay. Yes, I don't know. Let's get that bear to write in. And that's all the scoops we have. (laughs) His memories are mine. He tastes like Game Scoop. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Greg. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.